0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Thanks for tuning in today. Listen, if it's your first time joining us, we'd love to connect with you. You can do that just simply through your smartphone and you can just text the word connect to 951-382-5757. We'd like to let you know all the good things that are happening here at our church. And we have some news that we're going to be breaking next week about our in-person gatherings. We're so excited. We miss you all so much. And so can't wait to see. We're going to let you know more about that next week, aren't you? Are you ready to get together uh, safely? But are you ready to get together? I, we, we just miss you so much. Now I'm really realizing what the Bible says about how we need each other to get together. Today, we're going to start a brand new series that we're simply entitling God is our shepherd. And our friend, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter twenty-three. We're going to be in reading there in just a moment. You know, this Psalm is probably the most famous Psalm in all the Bible. Uh, it's recited a lot, even at funerals, and. Um, Uh, It's funny because I think they recite it at funerals because that scripture that says, you know, yea, though I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But at a funeral, this person doesn't really need that anymore. I think it's actually the last scripture. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Probably would apply to them more. I like to call this psalm a song for the living for us who are alive, because it's so relevant for today. And, you know, I think we need to understand as we look into these scriptures in a few moments that A lot of the Bible was written in like a rural language, right? And we may not understand that because we live in the city. We're not familiar with livestock or sheep. Maybe some of you are. Hey, listen, if you are, write it in the chat. Come on, say, I have a sheep. I own a horse. And so you'll probably know a little bit more about what we're talking about. But I think it's important is that even in the New Testament, Jesus used natural analogies, natural examples to show us spiritual truths and spiritual Principles. And so it's important that we understand this. Now, as we dive in, like I said, this is a really famous passage of scripture. But I just want to encourage us today that we be careful when we read these familiar scriptures. And I'm going to tell you why, because I think sometimes we become so locked in that we have these preconceived ideas. And so we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do something new and fresh. And I'm praying that God will do something new and something fresh in our lives today. Now, I also want to say this. You know, a lot of times in our church history and just being a pastor for over 25 years, I've preached on familiar scriptures. Every time that I go to the Bible, it's alive. The Bible says it's alive. The Holy Spirit can reveal new things. But oftentimes I've found that people even get mad when uh, I'll I'll share something that the Lord is revealing, or maybe we'll dive into a Hebrew word or a Greek word, and we'll look at the meaning of that. And some will say, well, you know, I've never heard it that way before. I actually had a guy leave our church one time because he said, I've never seen it that way. And it's not that way because I didn't learn it that way growing up. And I thought it was interesting. I actually emailed him the word, the Greek word. And I said, look, I understand you may have never seen it this way. I haven't either. But when we study, the Holy Spirit can sow us something new, something fresh. And so I'm hoping that today that you tuned in because you want to grow. You want God to do something new in your life. Now, when we look at these verses, we're going to look at them from two vantage points. We're going to look at them literally from a shepherd to a sheep, a sheep to a shepherd, literally. But we're also going to look at them practically. What do I mean by that? How does this apply to your life and my life today? You know, I always say, if we, if you can't apply what we share on, on Monday, then we're not going to share that on Sunday. We always share things that are relevant to your life. So tomorrow when you wake up, you can actually apply them to your life. That's what the Word of God is. Now, the Holy Spirit, as we read this in Psalm 23, Through David's writing, he's going to describe and define to us the life that God wants us to have. And I don't know about you, but I want to live the life that God wants me to have. If he's giving it to me, I want to take it. Are you ready to read Psalms 23? Now, let's read it together. As I read it, I want you to verbalize. I want you to say it out loud. Come on. Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know about you, but just reading that makes me feel better. You know, I believe that this psalm is really the epitome of what the Christian life is supposed to be. Let me say it this way. I believe that this psalm is showing us how God wants us to live our life. Now, in these six verses are designed to help you to get through what you're going through. And I don't know what you're going through right now. You know, but here's the good thing I don't have to, God knows. He knows what we're going through, but he's given us his word. I mean, David was writing this, what, thousands of years ago when he was going through something. The Holy Spirit gave him this to help him to get through what he's going through. And then today it's so relevant for you and I to help us. And so that's my belief that and I'm praying that you would just grab your faith around these scriptures because you are going to get through what you're going through. Come on, if you apply God's promises. Now we are going to go through in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to break down these promises and you are going to love them. It's going to be incredible, right? But before we do that, I believe that all of these promises are contingent on the first two verses in Psalm 23, where David says, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? He makes me lie down in green pastures. Here's what I've entitled today. Ready? I've entitled today. Who is making you? Well, let me say it again. Who is making you? Verse one. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, it starts with the Lord. Now, we need to ask ourselves, who is this Lord? This is the creator Of the heavens and the earth. Your creator. The word Lord actually means here. Yahweh. It means redeemer. Deliverer. Savior. Let me say that again. Yahweh means redeemer. Deliverer. Savior. Now. That's who this Lord is. Now. I think it's so easy when we read this. To just kind of. You know. um, Just read past some of the most simple little words. Like the word is. This Lord, Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior, David says, is my shepherd. This word is, is present. Listen, this Lord who David is saying is my shepherd is also your shepherd today. He has not changed, He is still Redeemer deliverer and savior. Come on. Say a good amen. Put it in the chat. Say amen. Say he still the same. Let me encourage you. He never changes. The Bible says, Jesus says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now for you and I today, let's be honest. A lot has changed for us. The way we work has changed. The way we do school has changed. The way we date has changed. Come on, I saw some people kissing with a mask on the other day. Come on, somebody, right? A lot has changed in our lives. But here's the thing. God has not changed. He is so faithful. Can I just tell you, God is not sitting up in heaven with a mask on waiting for COVID to pass. He's not. God is still Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior right here today. Now, what has changed? our perspective has changed. Hmm, I wonder if your perspective about God has changed in the last seven months because the truth is, is he's still the good shepherd. But I wanna remind us today that he is faithful and David makes this personal because I love it because he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, it's important for us to know as we break these scriptures down, that you cannot have the Lord as your shepherd unless the Lord wants this relationship with you. That's pretty powerful. And so God does want this relationship with you. I want to take it a step further. He actually initiates this relationship with you. And it's not because of I have to. No, it's because I want to. God wants to be your Shepherd. He wants that. Now, see, this means your relationship with God didn't start with you. I think this is important. Our relationship with God started with God. That was all about his grace. Right. And so I want to establish today that God is the initiator of this relationship. And so this is a good foundation to start on because this psalm, Psalm 23, is an incredible psalm about how good the good shepherd really is. And he is good. He is good. And I'll tell you why he's good. The Bible says, like, we have sheep. He compares us to sheep and him being the shepherd. He says, The Bible says that we, like sheep, have all gone astray. All of us at some point in our life have gone away from God, led our own lives, right? We have gone astray. But the Bible also tells us that Jesus leaves the 99 and he goes after that one sheep. Come on. He's pursuing the lost sheep. I think this is really important, though. He's there. He's pursuing us, right? He's there. He's looking after us. But here's the question. Do we want to be found? See, I was lost and there was times I didn't know I was lost. I think that's the greatest tragedy when you're lost. You don't know you're lost. But here God was pursuing me in his mercy and his grace. But, you know, the Bible talks about in Luke 15, it talks about a lost coin, a lost son and a lost sheep. He talks about this shepherd going after the lost sheep and finding him. But you know what? That that sheep wanted to be found. He allowed himself to be found. Can I ask you a question today? Do you want to be found? Do you want to be redeemed? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be saved today? You say, come on, Phil, that's pretty obvious. Oh, no, it's not. I know some people who do not want to be redeemed and saved. No, they want to stay the same. They want to wallow in self-pity. They want to stay complaining because it's, they get more attention when they're complaining opposed to saying, Lord, just redeem me, just save me. But I want to remind us in this relationship between the sheep and the shepherd that God is the one that initiated this relationship. And I say that because as we read it and we hear David say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's easy to think that David was the one that was asking the Lord to be his shepherd and David was initiating the relationship. And then God was just like, okay, David, do you want me to be your shepherd? Rolling his eyes. Uh, Okay, you know, all right. Since you want that, David, I'm gonna be your shepherd. That's not the case. The case was, is that God initiated this relationship with David and he initiated this relationship with you. And you have the same good shepherd that David did. Now, sheep don't pick their shepherds. Shepherds pick sheep. This is why he's so good. Think about it. Even when you were not choosing God, he chose you. I love what John fifteen sixteen says. It says, you did not choose me, But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give to you. Now, when you want to know what God has chosen for your life, it's right here. The Bible says he chooses you. He chooses you. Now, there have been many people in life that did not choose me. I was not their first choice. Even from growing up, you know, playing basketball, playing tetherball. Anybody remember tetherball? You know, and they didn't choose me. They, They didn't say, no, I want him to play. No, they didn't. But you know what? God chose me. And you know what? He chose you. He was that initiator. Now, when David is saying, the Lord is my shepherd, here's what David is choosing. David is choosing what God had already chose. David is choosing to choose God, I want you because you have already chose me. I'm going to choose you. I think this is so powerful today because David is responding to the good shepherd. That is what happens when we see him as a good shepherd. It demands our response because my response is actually what releases God's redemptive work in my life. Now, When I'm talking about a response, I'm not just talking about someone who is just saying, Oh, you know what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? He's not the good shepherd in your life just because you say he is. (laughs) What do I mean? There are people who recite that and they don't even know that that's a scripture (laughs) in the Bible. Come on, somebody, right? But I believe it's verse two that is a great indicator if he really is your shepherd, my shepherd. Shepherd, Psalm 23, one and two. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Watch this, ready? David says this. He says, this shepherd, the shepherd who is my shepherd, he makes me lie down. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I know people who will say, you cannot make me do anything you know what? You're correct. And God's not going to make you do anything either. He is not going to force you. Listen, he's not going to force you to walk in his promises. He's not going to force you to have your soul being restored. He's not going to force you to be led to still waters and to be fed and to be satisfied. He's not going to force you. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to lead you. He's going to lead you. Now, see, this word make isn't defined as force. It's defined as a forming. He's making me is a molding. Did you get that? It's not a forceful word. It's a forming word. You know, that word make means this to produce, accomplish, to frame or fashion, to make. It means to accomplish or to bring Fourth, right? And how do you, we know that? Well, we know that because we're looking to the original language, but it's also parallel with what David says. He says, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, watch this. He leads me. And I want to ask you a question. Who is making you today? Let me say this. Who is leading you today? Now, see, I know people who don't want to be led by anybody. They won't let anybody lead them, but here's the truth. You are being formed. You are being molded by somebody. There's someone who's influencing you. And maybe it's not a someone. Maybe it's a something. Maybe it's a news network, right? Maybe it's what you see on Facebook or Instagram. You are being formed. You are being molded into something. Come on, this is good this morning. Right, And so I want us to understand and I want us to identify who we're following because, listen, who we're following is forming us. Are you getting this this morning? This is why David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Oh, this is what he's accomplishing in me, right? This is what he's producing me. He's restoring my soul. He's leading me. He's satisfying me. This is the quality of the sheep that are under the shepherd's care. But you have to identify who's making you, who's leading you. And again, it's not just because we say, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. It's because with humility, we surrender our lives and say, Lord, I am a sheep. You are a shepherd. I need you to lead me. I need you to mold me. You know, that word is the same word like when Jesus saw Peter and he said, Peter, he said, I will make you into a fisher of men. What was he saying? Peter, I'm going to take your arm and I'm going to force you to be a fisher of men. No, here's what he did is he put the ball in Peter's court. And he says, watch this. If you will follow me, I will form you. If you follow you, I will mold you and fashion you into your purpose and your destiny. Peter had a decision. Do I stay with my business? And you know what? Let's just see what comes of my business. Could be amazing. I don't know. Or do I follow the son of God? Do I follow the good shepherd and say, the Lord is my shepherd? And you know what? Peter decided to allow Jesus to make him. And you know what? When we look at Peter, oh, my goodness. Look at his life. Wrote in the Bible. Walked on water. Come on, somebody. Right. The church was built on the revelation that he had. I mean, incredible. But you know what? It's the result of allowing God to make us. It's the result of his work in our lives. And so David says this. He says, you make me lie down. I think this is interesting. When you study sheep, do you know that sheep will not lie down unless they are fully satisfied? Unless they have eaten This is amazing. You know, sheep will not lie down if they're hungry. And what David is saying is that because of the relationship that I have with my shepherd, I'm so satisfied that what he accomplishes in my life allows me to rest, allows me to rest. Have you ever had a good bowl of pasta? Have you ever seen the results of a good bowl of pasta? There's a place here in Marietta that my wife and I love to go to and um, you know we were really kind of watching what we ate we were eating and you know so we were like we're gonna have a cheat day you know this Friday or whatever we, we go to our favorite pasta restaurant it was about five six in the evening we had finished came home oh my goodness what that pasta had accomplished in me i was ready for bed i was ready to just kind of like lay down hmm come on why now was the pasta forcing me to lay down did it make me lay down no it's what that pasta accomplished In my life, that caused me to lay down. And so, this is what David is saying. He is saying, When the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We're going to talk about I shall not want next week, but he says, He makes me lie down. So, David has a pliable heart, he has a humble heart, a heart that is surrendered to the shepherd. And this is what David is letting us know. And he's letting us know by the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is inspiring. So in Psalm 23, David is letting us know this is the quality of a life of a person who is under the good shepherd's care. Now, when I pose this question of who is making you, I think it's important that we identify that. Because, listen, not only is what you are following forming you, but what you are pursuing is actually persuading you. See, it's so easy to wake up one day and go, how did I become the person that I became? You know, now we're in seven months of this pandemic And I'm looking back and I'm looking at who I want to become, but who I am following is going to form me. And I want to make sure that when I come out of this, I look more like Jesus, not more like Phil, not more like politics. Come on, somebody, not more hate, but more love, more power, more miracles. But that only happens when I'm following the good shepherd, and I allow him to form me because I want us to realize that we are being influenced and our influences are inputting to us in our lives. And here's the tension. And I believe a lot of us are living in this tension. And this is why today I'm giving you a brief introduction because the rest of these promises are gonna be contingent upon you saying, Lord, be my shepherd make me. But here's the tension. Are you ready? I have people talk to me all the time and say, those scriptures are great. Those promises are great, but I'm not seeing them in my life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Phil, I still want, right? I will not be afraid. I'm still afraid. If he's such a good shepherd, why am I experiencing all these things? Well, can I just tell you You being afraid, you still lacking, right? You uh, still experiencing all these things doesn't change that he is a good shepherd. But here's what I want to ask you. Have you allowed him to make you? Have you allowed him to care for you? Or have you decided to lead your own life? That's the tension. The tension is, are we going to be sheep that go astray, but we want the benefits of being in the sheep fold, but we want to live our lives the way we live. And then we come back and we go, oh, I thought he was a good shepherd. No, you (laughs) have left the fold. You are the one that says, I'm going to be my own shepherd. Well, you know what? You can do that. God's not going to stop you. The ball is in your court. But see, I want to be like David and choose what God has chosen for my life. Come on, is this good this morning? This is powerful. You said, Pastor Phil, this is kind of in our face this morning. It is because, and I'm going to tell you why, I want you to experience all of the blessings and all of the promises that come in Psalm 23. But they only come to your life when he is your shepherd, when he is your shepherd. Now, when you look at Psalm 23, the way that God set this up, And remember, he's the one that initiated this. See, he set it up that the sheep are dependent on the shepherd. He actually set it up that the quality of life for any sheep is actually solely dependent on who the shepherd is. God wants us to be dependent on him. You know, when God refers to us as sheep, when you look at sheep, Sheep can't take care of themselves. They can't take care of themselves. They actually need a shepherd. God made it that way. Do you know that sheep can't even defend themselves? I mean, they don't have, you know, sharp teeth. They don't have claws. They have to be led, right, uh, to be fed. You know, what's funny is that pretty much mostly everybody will eat a sheep, but sheep don't eat anybody, They eat grass. They are solely dependent on the shepherd. And I'm going to tell you something. God set it up that way. He set it up that you and I would not be supplying for our own needs. He would set it up that he would be the one that we are satisfied in. We would be, He would be the one that would restore our souls. Come on, somebody. That he would provide for us. And so when you look at sheep, you go, wow, they are really helpless, right? And Jesus knows how helpless we can be. Come on, somebody. Let's let's be real this morning. He knows how helpless we can be. He knows how fragile life can be for us. He knows how quickly we come to our own strength and wisdom. He knows it. This is why. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus had just been doing miracles and he walks down and he sees the crowd. And Matthew says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Wow. Jesus saw how helpless. You know, when you read that very scripture in a couple different translations, it actually said that he had compassion on them. And it uses these words. He saw that they were confused. He saw that they were weary. One translation even says that the sheep, when he saw the people as sheep, that they were distressed, they were harassed, and they were helpless. Listen, my church family, that describes Sheep without a shepherd. Those are the conditions of someone who has left the flock, who has left the care of the shepherd. And I want to encourage you today that's never been God's design. That's never been God's will that you leave the fold and you live your life. Now you can. You can. God has given you a choice. But see, I want to choose. His blessing. I want to choose his promises. And my church family, I want to tell you today, we have a great need for a shepherd. You need him in your life today. And I want to say it this way: He wants that role in our lives. That's why Jesus said in John 10:11, He said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, if there's good shepherds, that means there's bad shepherds. In those times, they have what they call hirelings. Hirelings were thought to be shepherds, but when there was a predator that came, they actually left the sheep, protected themselves. And so they left, and they left the sheep abandoned. And Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I'm still here. I have not left you abandoned. He hasn't. Come on, my church family. I feel his presence so strong. He is, he is our shepherd. Will you allow him to be that? Will you allow him to make you? Listen, will you be led? Come on, somebody. See, we can be so stubborn sometimes that we feel our wisdom is greater than his wisdom. And I got to tell you, you can't live life like that. You're not going to experience the life that he intended you to have. Jesus said in John 10 14, he said, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. I want you to think about this for a moment. The Lord, the God of this universe, think about it for just a moment, has chosen to take care of you. He wants to. He wants you to be under his care. Well, I thought I was automatically under his care. No, it doesn't work that way. It takes faith. It takes a life of saying, you are my Lord. See, a lot of people receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And they allow allow Jesus to come in as their Savior and forgive them of their sins. And I'm going to pray in just a moment. If you haven't done that, you need to. But many people don't know him as the shepherd because a shepherd has authority. A shepherd leads, right? And I'm going to tell you just a little snid bit of leadership here. See, the best leaders are actually the best followers. The more that I follow Jesus, the better leader I become, right? And so let me say it that way in your life. The better you follow him, the better you will lead in life. Wow, it's powerful. It's powerful. And we need this shepherd. And he wants to be that for us. And who to better take care of us than Jesus Christ, our Lord? Who's making you today? Come on. Who's influencing your decisions today? It's important. Do you want to change that? Do you, are you like where you're at today? I'm going to close with this. You know, the Bible says that if you walk with the wise, you become wise. When you follow after people, You become like them. And then it says a companion of fools. In other words, you don't even have to be a fool. You just have to be a friend of a fool. And the Bible says you can suffer harm. It's exactly what we're talking about, that who we follow is so important. What we are allowing to influence us in these moments can have a vital impact on our life today. And I just want to ask you, right? Are you under his care Because Psalms 23, all the promises are available to you. We're going to go through them verse by verse. I think you're going to love this. But I want to ask you a question. Is he your shepherd? Have you surrendered your life? You know, I've found so many times in these last six to seven months, I've just stopped and lift up my hands and I say, you're my shepherd. You are my shepherd. God, I want to remind you of your place in my life. Phil is not first. You are first. I am the sheep of your pastor. I am the son. You are my father. You are the good shepherd. And I will follow where you lead today. And all of these promises, I believe, are going to come to pass in your life. But you've got to be under his care. How submitted is your heart to the shepherd? Do you trust him? Come on, somebody. Right? Who's the biggest influence in your life right now, right? Make a decision today that we're going to choose him and allow him to lead and him defend us, him supply for us today. I want to pray. I want to pray two prayers. I want to pray first for those of you who need salvation. You need Jesus to be your savior. You've never asked him to come inside your heart and forgive you of all of your sins make a choice today to be forgiven. Make a choice today to allow Jesus to be the sacrifice for your sin. Because when you do that, he will come inside you and you can say the Lord is my shepherd. He will never leave you or forsake you. Would you pray for me? Would you pray with me? Would you just... Uh, repeat after me and say this. Come on, let's pray. Come on, if you're watching today and you're already saved, would you pray? Let's let's pray for these people who are praying with us today. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Father God, come on, say it loud. Father God, forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, I confess you as Lord. Come inside my heart today. Be my shepherd and I will follow you in Jesus' name. For just one moment, I just want to pray for people. You know, today, maybe you've been following after God for a long time, but I just felt this in my heart. You know, it's so easy to unfollow God. It's so easy to be trapped in, 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 in busyness and different things. And I felt like this series is we're coming back to who he is and what he wants to do in our lives today. And I just want to ask you, have you been following him? And I'm not saying acknowledging. I'm talking about living. I'm talking about taking action to do what God is asking you to do today. And I want to pray for you. Father, I just pray, Lord, that we come back to this place of surrender again to you, that you be our shepherd. We don't want to lead ourselves, Lord. We want you to lead us. Father, I just pray right now by your spirit that you are igniting people's hearts today. Lord, that your promises are true today in Jesus' name. Father, that we want to live as sheep in your pasture. Lord, that the promises in Psalm 23, Lord, they come alive, live, experience them in our lives today. Lord, I pray that we surrender to you. Come on, would you just take this moment and say, God. Here I am, the Lord, you are my shepherd. Come on, he hasn't left, but say it for yourself. Realign yourself with him. Come back into the fold. Come back under his care today. Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for being the good shepherd in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You have a shepherd. And he's there and he's going to take care of you, right? All we need to do is follow through faith, right? Follow him, do what he's telling us to do. And as we continue this series next week, we're going to see all the incredible blessings that God wants to do in our lives and how he wants us to live. Listen, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity. To honor God with your finances. The Bible talks about with your substance. That word honor is a word of worship. Actually, our giving is an act of worship. It's not just singing songs. Now, I want to tell you, we're talking about the good shepherd. He wants to lead you to be generous today. He wants a generous people, right? Now, Rex Crane said something the other day that just blew my mind. He said, people don't give because they believe that they're living In their absolute harvest. Wow. And so that's probably why you're not giving because you don't give because you think, well, this is, this is great. Life is great. I'll tell you what, if you think that you think too small, my friend, because God has more in store for your life. And so we can set a limit on our lives. I don't want to set a limit on my life when I serve an unlimited God. And so today, As you give to God, you're following the good shepherd. You're honoring him in your finances today. And, you know, we have a couple of ways that you can give. You can text to give. It's very simple. You just text PLC Marietta to 77977. Also, if you'd like, you can send us a check. Some people are still sending checks. And you can do that by going to passionlifechurch.com slash give. And right there, it'll give you the address of where you can mail your checks. And I want to thank you today for your faithfulness and your giving. It's been good. Now, listen, next week, I'm going to talk to you about our gathering together again. We are getting in our online equipment. We have some surprises. We're so excited. We are working hard. (laughs) I know you may not see it because you know, you just kind of see us online, but we are working with our team. And uh, when we get back, it's going to be exciting. And so we love you. Listen, if you want to send us a prayer request, we want to stand with you. You can email us at info at Listen, we love you. Remember, you have a good shepherd who is with you today. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week.